0: I know I'm not supposed to talk about Diana Marie, but uh, sometimes I uh, I can't help myself. And, you know, there's an old adage that said uh, forgiveness is easier to get that permission. But there are times in, in our lives that she really inspires me, and she inspired this, this message today. She read me this poem. It's called The Dash. A lady named Linda Ellis wrote this poem in 1996, and maybe you've read it or you've heard it goes like this. I read of a man who stood to speak at funeral of a friend. He referred to the dates on her tombstone from the beginning to the end. He noted that first came the date of her birth and spoke of the following date with tears, but he said what mattered most of all was the dash between those years. For that dash represents all the time that she spent alive on earth, and now only those who loved her know what that little line is worth. For it matters not how much we own The cars, the house, the cash. What matters is how we live and love and how we spend our days. So think about this long and hard. Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left that can still be rearranged. If we could just slow down enough to consider what's true and real and always try to understand the way other people feel. And be less quick to anger and show appreciation more and love the people in our lives like we've never loved before. If we treat each other with respect and more often wear a smile, remember that this special day might only last a little while. So, when your eulogy is being read, with with your life's actions to rehash, would you be proud of the things they say about how you spent your days? And I think that's the thing that we, who are the living, have to realize that we're in that we're in that day right now. But the question is, is, is how are you living it? I think that's what church does for us. I think it brings us back to center. That we get out in life, in our jobs, and we're working, and things happen. But when we come in here, at least for an hour, we hopefully are focused on God and our relationship with Him, actually. Are you making the most of every opportunity to live for God in your daily lives? You can see that tombstone's got a dash on it, 1883 to 1977. Paul writes these words to the Ephesians, Ephesians 5:15 through 17. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. This should occupy the vast majority of our time to try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. The Greek phrase for making the most of every opportunity can phase the idea of buying from time or redeeming time. So the believer, which is us, should be careful how you use your time and make use of opportunities for doing good. Galatians 6.10, Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith, especially to those brothers and sisters that's in our, our family here, actually. This implies that we should not allow ourselves to be controlled by circumstances. Rather, we should make use of that time as a valuable commodity or resource, as a master does with his servant. Our time. It's part of our days from cradle to the grave. Are you making that count for God and all those that you love and hold dear? I've always been fascinated by James chapter four, verse fourteen. It reads like this How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog, it's here a little while and then it's gone. Our lives are like a vapor of vapor, a fog, a mist. There is, That's a realization, it's hard to internalize sometimes. I believe life is eternal, but I don't believe we have a whole lot of time in this phase, the walk-around-on-Earth phase. And you compare that to eternity, it's, it's, it's just like that. It's our dash phase. It's from birth to death. We get to thinking about this time, and I've been, I was thinking that I wish I could spend less time feeling the urgency of things that actually aren't urgent and more time exchanging meaning with those people and causes that matter. I've shared this a lot. Every decade, I think, for people is different. How you feel, how you act, what you react to. And I remember in my 40s, it was a time to be successful. And I wanted to be a big shot in the conference and go to all kinds of meetings and whatever. And It was almost a waste, in a sense, I hate to say that, but it really was... When I turned 50, it was like I put on a a different pair of glasses and walked in another room. Because at that time in my life, all that mattered was people. Things and whatever, it it was there, but the focus changed. I I guess so much it shifted off of myself onto others, and I realized how valuable relationships really are. It, it It was just an amazing thing. The Bible speaks of the wisdom of numbering our days and realizing life is short and to make every day count. It's the fact on how you see your life. Do you see your life when you get up in the morning as this great adventure that God has called you into? You're never knowing. Never knowing where He's going to lead you that day. Never knowing who He's going to put in your path to share Christ with. That's the adventure of it, and you don't know that. Or... you're just existing, trying to get through, trying to drag through life to get back home and sit in front of the TV or a computer and then fall into bed and get up in the morning and do it all over again. I know, I've been there, I've done that before. You see, weddings and funerals remind us of how short our lives really are. A funeral teaches us it's the end, that as you stand before that casket or that urn, You realize that on this side of the river, you're never going to talk to those people again. You're never going to see them alive. it, It brings some closure. A wedding teaches us in order to experience meaning, we have to make a decision. We have to make a decision to become intimate with another human being, to start a new life together as one flesh. For a man will leave his father and his mother and be united to his wife and become one flesh. That's one entity. Two separate heads, but one entity. That, that's the, the point about that. And that, that's a big step. But as life goes by at warp speed, you realize that it. it's a lot shorter than you thought. My life with Diana has flown by 48 years in October. It seems like it's yesterday. Boom, just like that. I can't, I can't believe that I've made it to this point in my life. And to me, she's just as beautiful as she was the day I married her. She don't believe that, but uh, nonetheless, it's true. And when you get to a certain place, you realize the day is is getting a little shorter. (laughs) Actually, it's a lot shorter. And memories become more treasured and more sweet. From the animated movie up, we see how fast... Life goes by and what it looks like. Let's watch.
1: Made the start, it was hard, we lived and learned, life through curves, there was joy, there was hurt, remember when, remember when, oh, it's changed, disassembled, green, great we came together, fell apart, and broke each other's hearts, remember when. sound of little thing was music we danced to Everywhere when, 30 seems so old, now looking back, it's just a stepping stone to where we are, where we've been, said we'd do it all. Said when we turn great, when the children grow up and move away, we won't be sad, you'll we'll be glad for all the life.
0: Summed up life. Uh, you know, if you're young, this clip probably didn't grip your heart. But uh, for those of us that are getting a little closer to the end of the dash, it made a lot of sense. And you know what else that could do? <laughs> it could bring up some major regrets. <laughs> because you realize in life, maybe you didn't say, I love you enough to people. Who you really care about, actually. Or you didn't show affection or compassion to the people you should have Perhaps your spouse or your children or your parents. You got an opportunity today because you're here and you're still breathing. If you want to see how fast life goes, this clip, this next one, is 2 minutes and 50 seconds. And it goes from age 1 to a 100. And, and realize, grasp the enormity of how fast this
1: Twenty-eight, twenty-nine, thirty, thirty-one, thirty-two, thirty-three, thirty-four, thirty-five, thirty-six, thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine, forty, forty-one, forty-two, forty-three, forty-four, forty-five. 29 30 31 32 33 34 35 36 37 38 39 40 41 42 43 44 45 46 47 48 49 50 52 53 54 55 56 57, 57. 58 59 60 61 62 63 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69, 70, 71, 72, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 77, 77. 78. Seventy-nine. Eighty. 81. Eighty-two. Eighty-three. Eighty-four. 35. Eighty-six. Eighty-eight. 80. Eighty-nine. Ninety. Ninety-one. Ninety-two. Ninety-three. 94. Ninety-five. Ninety-six. 97, 98,
0: 99, 100. That's pretty amazing. You can see how how life just, boom, it just goes like that. You started out as babies, of course, and you thought you were going to be around forever. And for a while, we believed that. Then suddenly at around 27, the voices and the faces change, and the faces are suddenly adult. And... They're not kids anymore. Then suddenly everybody seems old. Then suddenly they seem older, and then like they're in their final years, and then it's over. And the day end, and the game of life on earth is over. I, I think the scary thing about it is life feels long, and by the time you realize it's short, you've lived most, most of it. And I, I hope that as we think about this, that it causes our lives to have deeper meanings. And here's what the Scripture tell, or it gives us instruction on how to do that. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. So be careful how you live, not as fools, but as those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity for doing good in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. Therein, my friends is the meaning of life. It's in that last few words. The meaning of life. The meaning why we have an existence on this earth and why God has put us here. Try to understand what the Lord wants you to do. That is our main objective. Paul is saying, watch your step. Be careful how you live. Use your head. Be smart. Be wise. Make the most of every chance you get. Every opportunity to do what? To do good. The good that the Lord wants each of us to do during our days. To be Christ to one another. To be Christ in our spheres of influence. To be Christ to your spouse, to your children, and all those you come in contact with. Redeem your time on earth, your day. Make it count. Screams by really quick. James 4.14 again. How do you know what will happen tomorrow? For your life is like the morning fog. It's here a little while and then it's gone. It's nothing but a wisp, of fog, a vapor, catching a brief bit of sun before disappearing and it's gone. It happens just like that. Let me ask you this morning to do a little self-evaluation. How do you treat people? Is it always pleasing to God the way you treat others? How about your husband and your wife, or your wife, your children, your mother, your father, your grandparents, your brothers, your sisters, nieces, nephews, aunts, uncles, your fellow believers, your neighbors, those you work with, those that serve you in restaurants and those that wait on you at Baselers? How do you treat them? Do you treat them with respect? How's your relationship with Christ? Is it where it should be? Are you living your day God's way? And as we live in Christ, it should make us work more to help others, to give more away and and hold the person that you love longer and tighter, to honor and cherish your children, to make sure if you're married that you're honoring the vows that you made before each other and God. It pains me sometimes. We just had a wedding here yesterday. I don't think we can grasp the enormity of wedding vows. They stood here and I love these guys and they looked deep into each other's eyes and they promised before God and people that love them that whatever happens that they're going to make that work regardless. And that's what wedding vows mean. If you have parents, do you honor them? Do you tell them you appreciate them? Maybe some days even though you don't think they deserve it. You know, my great desire for all of us is when that final heartbeat comes in your heart that you can leave this earth with no or little regret. I, I want to close with some advice from a lesson learned about the day, and maybe we should be living like this. This article appeared in the Los Angeles Times years ago, and it's very apropos for what we're talking about today. A lady named Ann Wells wrote it, and I quote, My brother and I opened the bottom drawer of my sister's bureau and lifted out a tissue wrap package. This, he said, is not a slip. This is lingerie. He discarded the tissue and handed me the slip. It was exquisite, silk, handmade and trimmed with a cobweb of lace price tag was an astronomical figure on it. we still attached. Jan bought this the first time we went to New York at least eight or nine years ago. She never wore it. She was saving it for a special occasion. Well, I guess this is the occasion. He took the slip from me and put it on the bed with the other clothes we were taking to the mortician. His hands lingered on the soft material for a moment, then he slammed the drawer shut and turned to me. Don't ever save anything for a special occasion. Every day you're alive is a special occasion. I remembered those words through the funeral and the days that followed when I helped him and my niece attend to all the sad chores that that follows an unexpected death. I thought about them on the plane returning to California from the Midwestern town where my sister's family lives. I thought about all the things that she hadn't seen or heard or done. I thought about the things that she had done without realizing that they were spatial. I'm still thinking about his words, and they've changed my life. I'm not saving anything. We use our good china and crystal for every spatial event, such as losing a pound, getting the sink unstopped, stopped, the first camellia blossom. Someday in one of these days, they're losing their grip on my vocabulary. If it's worth seeing or hearing or doing, I want to see and hear and do it now trying very hard not to put off, hold back, or save anything that would add laughter and luster to our lives. And every morning when I open my eyes, I tell myself, that it's special end quote. I believe with all my heart this morning that we should probably follow this advice. And what Apostle Paul and Brother James has told us how to, how to live our days from cradle to grave, from birth on earth to birth in heaven in glory, poem asks us now as I close. So think about this long and hard. Are these things you'd like to change? Are there things you'd like to change? For you never know how much time is left. They can still be rearranged. So I ask you this morning, people that I love, anything need changed in your life? You need prayer this morning? Please listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to your heart. And if you want to be prayed with, come on up. Lord, I love you. Thank you for loving us being so good to us. Lord, I I realize how short life really is. The more I live it, the more I realize it. we have events and accidents uh, like John had yesterday. We realize how fragile life is and how we can be taken pretty quickly. So right now, Father, as we come to the end of this service and we think about the dash and how we're living it just pray that we just go within ourselves right now and allow you, Holy Spirit, to examine our hearts. May we need to be a little more compassionate, a little kinder, have more patience with people, treat people the way we would like to be treated. So I pray for the married couples here today, Father. I pray that you strengthen those vows that even now at this time, regardless of how long they've been married, that they might remember them. It's their mind might go back there to where they stood in front of that altar or in that church or whatever, but they might remember how important they were. and I just pray that you'd increase their love today. And for those that have lost folks, Lord, I know the grace is still there. I just pray that you continue to be with that. And as they look to the future, Lord, what other relationships you might have for them. Give them guidance and wisdom in that as well. Be with John as he recovers, Lord, and give him a speedy recovery and be with Shelly as she loves her husband. We ask all these things in the name of Christ.